All right, here we go. Episode 78 of Nothing to Say, the fans podcast. The Tuesday after the Super Bowl, and a Super Bowl that was, I would say, underwhelming, but I would say more shocking than, than I had anticipated. So, Sam, how was your weekend? How was the food? How was the game? How was everybody? Give me a recap of your weekend. Oh, overall, it was, it was great. Uh, weekend pretty much just leading up with anticipation to the big game big game comes had uh just a few people over kept it pretty small but we made this just delicious uh nacho table with just oh so much meat home like i made the melted cheese just lathered it on top of some on some chips it was just just glorious dude and i got absolutely stuffed yeah, we had we had nachos last year, which is why we elected not to go with nachos this year. But I feel like if you're going to throw a Super Bowl party, I feel like if you're planning for a lot of people, nachos is a very easy thing to to make. I would say in that sense. Yeah, I got I probably got as stuffed as um, the Chiefs' offense was all day because they couldn't get anything done. Oh man, that that's that's tough. And so. The reason why that's tough is because we've we've brought on a guest. We haven't had a guest in a while. You guys you guys know him, Cam. Cam is back with us, our resident Chiefs fan. And Cam, I'm glad to have you back, but I'm I'm sorry it's under these circumstances. Yeah, um, I am too. <laughs> so before we even get into the game, what w- what was your guys' Super Bowl food of choice? Because that's a big thing for a lot of people. Yeah, well, so last year, um, do you guys remember me and my whole family went to Kansas City and got to watch it in, a, uh, in the big block party with like over hundreds of people mm-hmm. and it was really fun but obviously because of COVID that wasn't happening this year but me and my brother still were able to fly to Kansas City and we went to the famous Guy Fieri restaurant that's in downtown Kansas City and we got like our own little like pod that was all like boarded off away from everybody and so it was just me and him we were all socially distanced with and we got uh, a $250 food and drink limit so we got to uh, indulge in that way so it was fun. Well, I'm glad you got to go back down there, but I am I'm sorry that it ended the way that it that it did. As your friend, I'm sorry that uh that <laughs> as your friend, I'm sorry for how it's ended. As a Raider fan, um in your face. Because... I know, I'm sure I'm sure both of you are pumped. <laughs> oh, well, you know, honestly for me cuz and I don't hate Tom Brady by any means, by any means. And I think for me there was there was something cool about watching him win his seventh. There was also a part of me that was just like, okay, well, great. You know, it's Tom again. I, I don't know. Yeah. So it was, it was underwhelming for me. Like I would have been disappointed if Kansas city won, but I was going to be underwhelmed if Tampa won because it was Tom again. Um, and I don't know, Sam, I don't, yeah. I don't know if you felt that way. I, th- I think this Super Bowl. It's just time to pass the torch, man. Can someone please tell Tom to pass the torch to, Tom, to Patrick Mahomes? Can someone please tell him that? Because he's two days late now. Yeah, I know. It was – honestly, honestly, that was one of the most – one of the more shocking games of the season and one of the more shocking Super Bowls that I can I can remember. The, the more 
the only other one that I can think of was the one where Seattle played Denver and Seattle beat him like 43 to eight. And that was the year that the Broncos offense was like setting all these records and Peyton threw like 55 touchdowns and they had a record setting offense. And then they got just stifled by the Legion of boom and the Seahawks defense. And then this game right here kind of, kind of reminded me of that a little bit. So before we even get into anything, um, Cam, so heading heading into this game, how how confident did you feel uh, in in your team to to pull this off against Tom Brady? You know, the whole entire week leading up, everyone, I got asked that a lot, and it was it just it felt different than it did last year because I'm sure you guys know about you know our whole entire offensive line. Four out of the five starters from the beginning of the year were hurt. Eric Fisher ruptured his Achilles the week before our right tackle was out with a back injury. And then our left guard and right guard were both out also. And so we basically had like a, a practice squad as our offensive line and going up against literally the best defense in the NFL. I just knew that it was going to be really, really tough. And I just, I couldn't believe like that we were even favored in the game, especially by three and a half, which I thought was just stupid, but I guess the the Patrick Mahomes effect really just kind of, you know, gave everyone a very big false sense of confidence that obviously shouldn't have been there. So, so I'm a realist, even though they're my favorite team, right. I'm a realist. And I was, I was very, very nervous going into the game and that's my, my nightmare came true. So. Right. Well, let's and, keep coming back to that nightmare. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. Yeah. Um, so, and I, I have a question. As somebody who who hasn't watched his team in the Super Bowl since he was four years old, and I don't remember that game at all, um, having been to the Super Bowl last year and won, and then having been to the Super Bowl this year and lost – Knowing what it felt like to win and then now knowing what it felt like to lose, what did it feel better to win the Super Bowl or did it hurt more to lose? Ooh, good question. Uh, that's tough. Um, you know, I think a lot of the factors revolving around this year made it really bad just with Tom. But I think a lot of it also made it hurt less, you know, with you know, I my expectations weren't very high going to the game, like I said, just because of all the injuries and how good the Pat, the Bucks have been playing. I almost said Pats. Wow. That was... um, but, yeah, I mean, I think last year it was just – it was so crazy because – and this year because of COVID, you know, there weren't – the whole fan aspect kind of made it a little more underwhelming. But still, I mean, last year, just being able to do that for the first time, especially in, well, in my lifetime, because they've been horrible pretty much my entire life up until like 2016. So I would say, I would say probably winning it was, was, you know, more of an intense feeling just because, and, and the fact that the game was a blowout, you know, yeah. it, it would be, it would be much different if, it was a one or we were winning by six and they Brady led them down the field in two minutes and 
scored a game winning touchdown, I think that would have been a lot worse than it being not even close the entire game. So, right. so I want to talk to you both about this because I, I had heard a lot of people talk about this after the game and I think because it was a blowout, it didn't end up playing that big of a factor in the game. I think it would have been different had it been closer. I think people would have gone back and looked at the first half and gone, wow, why are there so many penalties being thrown on the Chiefs? Because I think, because in a blowout, you can't really look back at it and go, okay, well, the penalties were the reason why they lost. Well, not when you lose 31 to 9. But at the same time, it did seem like there were a lot of penalties being thrown on the Chiefs secondary. And Tony Romo pointed out the fact – at the beginning of the game, that the Chiefs secondary is very handsy. Like, that that's just how they play. But some of the calls just didn't – they seemed – they didn't seem right. And I, I was questioning quite a few of their calls. So, Sam, I'll, I'll take it to you first. Did, what did you think of the first half and the way that that was called? Because I think there were nine penalties in the, in the first half. Um, I, think, I think most of them – I think it was, it was more so that the Bucks were putting – uh, Kansas City's DBs in just awful positions because they were they were so so uh, focused on establishing the run that playing off of play action and Tom is the best quarterback off of play action we've probably ever seen and it was just like guys are running by these DBs and it's really putting them in tough positions to try to make a play. Um, I think the Tyron Matthew one in the end zone was I, I would never call that especially you got to give the benefit of the doubt to an all pro safety, right? Like if we're, if we're saying that there's star calls and Tom is getting these calls, blah, 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 but that's an all pro. That's like maybe the best safety in the NFL, Tyron Matthew. And you're going to call that kind of ticky tack. That wasn't catchable at all type of thing. And it gives them another chance. in that game, I think this more comes down to Kansas city's inability to stay disciplined in this game, in the secondary. And they really lost their head. Uh, less so about the refs calling imaginary calls. That's my take. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Cam, what do, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I agree. You know, talk about the most frustrating and excruciating first half of football ever to watch as a Chiefs fan. Yeah. But, I mean, yeah, I mean, our DBs are super handsy and – I agree. The only one that really, really bothers me is is the Tyron one in the end zone. And even then, I mean, like you said, I, I don't think it really had any impact on the game. But I mean, in terms of like momentum, yeah. I mean, some of those, you know, some of those penalties, they kept drives going, you know, it was like third down, throw an incomplete pass, and then there's a flag. And then that, I'm, I'm pretty sure like it, two or three drives got extended mm-hmm. by penalties and then those turned the into one touchdowns. of the field goal was the lineup and the, yeah, the field goal yeah. one that one I, I I'm I <laughs> out on that one I mean that was that That's was pretty ticky I mean and it I mean it's ticky, yeah but I mean it's still like you can't do that in mm-hmm. the Super Bowl playing Tom Brady like that's just I mean what about oh, the uh what about, just, I think the one that really could have changed the game because it happened so early. It happened, I think, before Tampa scored their second touchdown. It was the hold um, during Tyron Matthews' interception away from the play? Yeah, and yeah, and the 
the one where Mike Evans got tripped up. That one also, I mean, I people say he flopped, but it's, you know, it's still, like, you can't, you kind of, he hit his foot, and, like, if you hit his foot and he falls down, then it's a flag. Like, even though I also don't think that that ball is catchable, but it's still, it's just, it's, it's inexcusable. Right. Man, you're really coming hard. There's, you're making no excuses for the Chiefs today. I'm. I mean, it's just. I'm. I'm. I said, hey, I'm a realist. He said you know, at the beginning. Just, I'm, I'm just. I'm just, just wondering just... where these calls were last year because this is the same secondary. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> where were these calls? Oh, we're gonna call George Kittle on an offensive PI, but we're not gonna call this handsy defense on a PI the whole game. Come on. I. I think you're forgetting one detail. <laughs> the Bucks receivers are actually good. <laughs> so George Kittle ain't good anymore. Oh. He's not a receiver. He's a That's tight end. a fair point. That's a fair point. I, I just saw that a lot. I didn't – I don't – there was a lot of 49er fans that were like, oh, we want the Chiefs to lose. I don't I don't care about the Chiefs. They're not in our division. I'd rather see an AFC yeah. team win than have to deal with the Tampa Bay NFC champions and Super Bowl champions next year. Right, exactly. Um. So I so another thing that I noticed in this game, and it was extremely evident. And I have a couple. I have one major stat to back this up. I thought this was the craziest stat that I heard coming out of the Super Bowl. And I don't know if you guys have heard this yet, but so Patrick, so so Cam, take me. Who were the offensive linemen that were out this game? What were what were their names? Because you know their names better than I do. So it was our left tackle Eric Fisher, our left guard. Kalechi Osimile, I think that's former Raider. Yeah, yeah. He he like ruptured two tendons in both knees. I don't even know on one play. It was I don't even know how that's possible. But that happened. That was earlier in the year. And then Mitchell Swartz, the our All Pro right tackle, he got hurt. And then our the our right guard, the Tardif, the one who's a doctor, he's he opted out, and so. He he's our other one. So four four of our five starters from uh, the Super Bowl last year were not in. So there you go. So and to to tell you how big of a factor that that that, that played in the game, Patrick Mahomes before releasing the ball on a pass or before getting sacked throughout the entire game ran. For 497 yards. 497 yards just running around in the backfield trying to create something. I Honestly, I don't think he played horribly. He just was under siege the entire game. He never had any time to throw 497 yards just running around trying to create some stuff. That game, that game for anybody who came out of that game saying that that was that that was Mahomes's fault, no, I completely disagree. The offensive line let him down, and honestly, his receivers were dropping everything. It seemed like. Yeah, so, I mean, I sound like a parent when I say this, but like I was super like proud of like how he played because literally, if it wasn't for him, we would have lost like seventy five to nine because. I mean, you never like Kelsey dropped a ball on third down. Tyreek mm-hmm. dropped that ball in the end zone at the very beginning. 
the ball hit him in the face on that crazy throw <laughs> where Pat was like diving forward. It was just, it's so like unlike them. And I, I mean, maybe the moment was too big and they were nervous, you know, I don't know. It was just, it was just really weird. And it was just really frustrating because I haven't, I mean, Kelsey's dropped like two balls maybe all year. Tyreek, I mean, Tyreek drops some balls, but he usually makes big plays like that. And it's just, it was just tough. Yeah. First of all, the throw that he made where he was like parallel with the ground was the craziest throw I've ever seen in any NFL game in my entire life. Yeah. If he catches that ball, that's like the greatest play of all time, probably. But Oh, for sure. Because that would have been a touchdown. Yeah. Yeah, and, but right, right in the face instead. And the play before too, when he does like three spins while he's getting tackled, and he throws mm-hmm. it into the corner of the end zone, and that's almost caught. And that guy still almost got it. Yeah. And this is all. Well, now we were privy to knowing that Mahomes needs surgery on that turf toe, so yeah. he's doing this of the toe, not yeah. at full health. This, that was a great performance. Yeah. In a, for him, for sure. In a no-touchdown game. Well, speaking of no-touchdowns, so until Super Bowl 55, Patrick Mahomes had never gone a game where his offense didn't score a single touchdown, not in high school, college, or the NFL. That was the first time in his life. Is it time to press the panel button, first time. Need to trade Patrick Mahomes? <laughs> <laughs> I want to honestly know, like, what would it take to trade Mahomes? I mean, it would have to be, like – a team's picks. first round. Yeah, it would have to be, a, that's what I was going to say, a team's first 10 first round picks for the next 10 years. Like, nothing less. Right. It's it's insane. Because, I mean, if you, if that, and this is what I've also been saying, is if you look at our team, we're really not good. We literally are, we're so top heavy. We have mm-hmm. Mahomes, we have Kelsey, and we have Tyreek. And then our and our whole other offense, everyone else is poopy. And then our whole defense, except for Tyron Matthew and Chris Jones, also sucks. So it's just we're very top-heavy, and we rely on those you know, top guys to do everything. We have no depth at all. We haven't drafted very well the last few years. Nicole Hardman sucks. He's my least favorite player in the world because he doesn't he doesn't know how to catch or run a route. Even though we dra- we drafted him ahead of DK Metcalf, and yeah, so we need to we we need to uh, draft well this year. Well, that was the thing that I had heard a lot during the week was if you were like, so you know how back in middle school or. You, you were like on recess and you had like 10 guys and you had two captains and you were, you were picking and you obviously picked the best players first. And they drew, they pretty much laid a scenario out this week where if you were to pick a 52 man roster between the chiefs and the bucks, I mean, yeah, of course, in the chiefs, you take Mahomes and, and Hill and, and Kelsey and maybe an offensive lineman or two, but every single, every other player you would take from the bucks. Oh, yeah, Virtually absolutely. their entire defense, minus minus Tyron Matthew, and then yep. maybe and then that was really it. There were like five or six guys from the Chiefs, and then you look over the Bucks and go, "Now nah, we'll take everybody else." Absolutely, that's. I mean, I, I you can probably say that with twenty other teams in the NFL, just because. And you know, we 
we signed Frank Clark two years ago, and he's he just doesn't not do anything. He talks. He, he, he talks <laughs> shit, and yeah, he dresses all fancy before games, but when he gets on the field, he he doesn't do shit. So right. So that's and he, and we're paying him a hundred and four million dollars. So hopefully we oh, cut him. Cut him. Whoa. Yes. I'd rather. Well, I mean, it 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 was getting to the point where we had like our sixth round draft pick making more plays than the guy that we're paying $104 million. Cam, it's all, it's not all doom and gloom. If you run this team back with adding the offensive line pieces that we touched on, everyone gets healthy. Does this team not make the Super Bowl next year? I'm, I'm confident that in the next 10 years, we'll probably make at least seven more Super Bowls just because we have Pat. Definitely feasible. Yeah, and that's the crazy thing, too, is that doesn't seem unrealistic. Now, as a, now as a, a fan of the team who's in the same division, <laughs> that hurts to hear. But you but, know it's true. But it's it's true, and, and, that's, and that really is disheartening. Really hey, but if the Raiders trade for Deshaun Watson, uh-oh. You know, you know we were <laughs> – so, Cam, Sam and I were talking about that because there were there are rumors circling – that the Raiders are going to try to orchestrate a three-team trade to get rid of Carr and to bring in Watson. And we were just, like, hypothesizing what that division would look like for quarterbacks for the next 10 to 15 years, having Mahomes and Watson and Herbert. Yeah, that'd like, be nasty. In terms of In terms of quarterbacks, that would be a ridiculous division. And poor, poor little Drew Locke. Who's just horrible? I know. know. And I don't. I don't think in any way that that would necessarily propel the like. In no way would that make the Raiders better than the Chiefs. But it would certainly help them out. The Raiders' biggest problem is their defense is like a JV team second squad. So they're just their defense has has been just atrocious over over the past couple years. But whatever. We're not talking about the the terribleness of the Raiders we're talking about how crappy the Chiefs played anyway true. so hey, hey I bet it's better to get there and lose than never get there at all so Cam I got a, well I, got I, question I can't really vouch for isn't that right Sam? I've never been there <laughs> hey just just know man the window's not open as long as you think I know <laughs> injuries yeah, happen yeah. I know well that's another thing that I've heard people talk about is when you really look at it Pat's been hurt like kind of a lot since he started playing and they need to and they talking about him maybe needing to change the way he plays a little bit and play more like Brady and just be statue in the pocket and just throw but Pat runs around so much and gets hit that he's gonna his career is gonna are they shortened. asking him to do too much you know I think I don't know if it's necessarily him but you know, it's frustrating when you draft a running back in the first round, Clyde, and they just don't use him. You know what I mean? If you're going to draft mm. – if you're going to – you know, we could have drafted a lineman. We could have drafted another receiver. We could have drafted a defensive lineman. But instead, we chose to draft a running back who was supposedly going to be a great pass catcher and, you know, we didn't see that out of him all year especially because I drafted him first in fantasy and I, he, he really let me down. And so, but you know, it's just, 
and I think we need more. We just need more people because, like, I mean, the Bucks they took away Tyreek and they took away Travis, and then we didn't have anybody else that could make plays. So we need other people that that can make plays when those guys are getting taken away because we don't have anyone that can do that right now. Right. Because, like, like right. I said, Nicole Hardman's a a bum pretty much. So, and Sammy <laughs> so Watkins talk- gets hurt all the time. So. <laughs> True. You talk about you see the Chiefs making se- potentially seven more in the next decade, right? Which I think is totally within your right. They've made the last two, so there's no other yeah. reason why we should doubt that. Do you subscribe to the say to the sayers now that say Tom will always be ahead of Pat because of this one matchup because he beat him head to head? Yeah, you know I. That was one of the things that I was really anxious about going into the week, and I think there's some level of truth to it, but just because, I mean, obviously the narrative of Tom's 43 and Pat's in his prime, but, like, I think the only thing that can really be argued is that, you know, it wasn't like Tom went out there and threw for 500 yards. It was mostly his defense that, I mean, don't get me wrong, Tom had a good game. Mm -hmm. But I think it was mostly his defense and the coaching that really won that game. And But, I mean, I think if Pat is going to ever even come close to passing Tom, I mean, he has to win. I mean, he has to – because if he wins seven, I mean, not like that's likely going to happen, but if Pat somehow does win seven, right. then Tom's still the GOAT. But I think Pat would need to get to eight at least to, you know, win do that you argument. Think, do you think the head-to-head is worth that tiebreaker? Because I, I, I see the same way as you, even a little differently. It's not like Tom is lining up on the defensive line with his hand in the dirt and yeah. getting to <laughs> Patrick Mahomes over and over in this game. Like Patrick Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes' degree of difficulty was exponentially higher in this yeah, game than Tom's was. Absolutely. Do you think so? It, to to add on to that, let's just switch the quarterbacks real quick. Let's say they're on opposite teams. How does that? What do you think Tom is able to orchestrate a way to figure out how to get the ball out of his hand like how that? Many- to negate that pass Wait, rush, or do you think he just gets Jason, obliterated? Read that stat of how many yards Mahomes ran. <laughs> four ninety-seven. Yeah, you see Tom Brady running four hundred and ninety-seven no, no. yards. Okay, well, like you do so many times, you clearly didn't listen to what I said. So I'll say it again. Do you think well, Tam can back Tom? Up. I heard it correctly. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but what I had said was, do you think Tom? would have been able to find a way, because Cam had said it earlier, that Pat runs around a lot. Obviously, Tom doesn't, but what Tom does and what he's done for a long time was negate pass rushing, was negate pass rushes, by throwing the ball within a second. So do you think that if the roles were reversed, Tom would have found a way, just being who he is, to negate Tampa's pass rush? Let's say he was the Chiefs quarterback. And, and been able to move the ball more effectively than Pat? Um, I mean, at least from what... It's an impossible yeah, question. I mean, from at least what from I saw, I don't think any quarterback had 
any chance because they, I mean, the receivers really just were not open like at all, even, you know, five seconds or right off the line. Like they had no separation. Like there was just, there was just no chance. And I don't even think Tom would have even been able to find, you know, any sliver, anything. I think he would have just, I think he would have just gotten destroyed every single play because he can't move. But on the (laughs) other hand, I think against our putrid pathetic defense, I think Pat would have, would have had like 600 yards in that game. (laughs) I mean, it it would. Right. So, so I mean, no, go ahead. I mean, yeah, no, I mean, that's pretty much it, but I just think our receivers and the, how well, how, how bad our receivers played and how well the Bucks defense played. I just, I don't think any quarterback would have had any chance. Sam, are you kind of in that same boat? Um, yeah, I, I think, so you, you attempted to bring up a sliver of hope for Tom, but the thing is, don't you think Patrick Mahomes would have hit receivers if they were open within like five yards? I think the reason that well, the pressure was able to get there was because no one was open. I mean, the, the fact that the chiefs were able to double Kelsey and Hill all night and still successfully cover everyone else is just remarkable. Yeah. <laughs> well, true. But the point, the point, the larger point that I was trying to bring up was when we were talking about the head to head and if, you know, Pat having to win seven or eight Super Bowls to, to pass Tom. And I don't, I know that look back at this and go, Oh yeah, no, he, he beat, he beat Mahomes and Mahomes is going to need it, like at least one more to pass Brady because Brady beat him. Well, I don't know how much of an argument you can make for that because mm-hmm. Mahomes played, like we said, really, really well. And if we were, and in the example that I gave, if we were to switch roles and Tom was on the chiefs and Pat was on the bucks, I don't think the result would have been necessarily any different. The worse. defense. Yeah, yeah. The defense won the game for now. Tom had a good game. We, we all yep. know that, but the defense shut down. Mahomes and the role had the roles been reversed I think we're all in agreement it it would have probably been worse so how much can you really say that this head-to-head was like why I I I don't personally think in my opinion but I, I don't know if it's the opinion of the masses but I don't necessarily think that Mahomes would have to win eight to beat Tom I think he would have to win seven yeah to to be ahead of Tom because you look back at this matchup and it's like, well, Mahomes was doing everything he could <laughs> to win this game. And he just he never he had nobody to help. Yeah, it's it's truly unfortunate for Mahomes that ten years from now, all that will come from this game is that Tom Brady beat Mahomes head to head. And really it's just yeah. not the case. But that's how history will see this. For sure. And this could be Mahomes' only Super Bowl loss. But it will just be that lingering thing that, well, I mean, Tom beat him when he was 43. He beat a prime Mahomes when he was 43. But it's just, it's not really the story of what happened. It's the story that's been artificially created. I'll, I'll I'll give you this. Let's say Eli Manning had won four four more Super Bowls 
and he was tied with Tom, do you think people would look at him and say he's the GOAT or Tom is the GOAT? Oof. <laughs> I don't know, man. How does Eli Manning get to four more Super Bowls? Let's just I, – and I know – Oh, again, it's another impossible question, but it's a funny. It's funny I mean, to think about because he beat yeah, him I twice. If, if, yeah, just because of the two victories head to head, you'd have to say Eli would would have been better if he if he somehow managed to win the same amount as Tom. Hmm. Yeah, it's it's interesting because I feel like like. Quarter the quarterback position is the most important position in sports, and I, I heard this and I heard this earlier this week, and I, I thought it was very well said. It, uh, I think it was I think it was Dan Orlovsky who said that this, but he said the quarterback position is the most important position in sports, but it's also the most dependent mm-hmm. because you rely on so many so many people around you per se, like in, like in basketball, you know, like LeBron can play offense and defense. Kawhi can play offense and defense. Football is so specialized and there's so many other people contributing to the game that it's a little bit unfortunate that you look at this game and go, yeah, Brady beat Mahomes when really the Bucks whooped yeah, the Chiefs absolutely. and Mahomes and Brady just happen to be the quarterbacks yeah. of the game. And I, honestly, I'm looking at the stats right here. So the Chiefs had more total yards. They had more passing yards. They were about the same for yards per play. It was 5.1 to 5.4. The Bucks only had 38 more rushing yards. They only had the Bucks only had one more third down conversion. They were both terrible on third down. The Chiefs were 3 for 13 and the Bucks were 4 for 12. The Chiefs actually were 1 for 3 on fourth down. The Bucks were 0 for 1. The Chiefs ran more total plays, but the damning stats are the Chiefs were sacked three times. They had two interceptions to zero to the Bucks, and then they had 11 penalties for 120 yards. Yeah, those penalties. I think that's the bit. I mean, yeah. So on on paper, it they look okay, minus those just those three damning numbers. Mm-hmm. And and red zone conversion, because you got to it, it comes down to those um, those plays. We talked about the drops, but I just imagine if they could turn those field goals into touchdowns. That's a completely different game, and we're talking about the Chiefs here. Yeah, yeah. If we don't if we don't drop those those balls, man, that's what I mean. Like you know, I'm not the just the whole momentum swing. Like if. Imagine if Tyreek catches that ball in the end zone in the first quarter and instead of it being, you know, seven to three, it's it's ten seven Chiefs and just momentum is it's one of those things that's really you can't measure, but it's just so important. I honestly thought the momentum was going to shift and the Chiefs were going to take control of the game when they stopped the Bucks oh, yeah. on fourth down. I thought they were going to drive 99 yards and just drive it down the Bucks' throat and Me then too. take control of the game. <laughs> I really thought that's what yeah, was going to happen. The other thing that was just so beyond frustrating was the end of the first half when, for whatever reason, with mm. 35 seconds left and we called three timeouts 
commitment because because it's yeah, just like I, I, I understand mm-hmm. taking the first time out, but then once more time goes off, like what is what is going to come out of us taking those timeouts? We're going to get the ball with like 15 seconds left on our own, like 25, and then what? But but instead, we call all those timeouts, and then of course they're going to get the they're going to get the third down because we're the Chiefs and our defense is horrible. Like. It's just, it's just, it was also very frustrating to see us be so outcoached because that just never happens. But it happened, it certainly happened on Sunday. And that was one of the biggest, that was one of the most glaring things was that drive. And just, I just could not believe that we called those timeouts. I'm glad you brought that up because yeah. I was going to ask you about that as well. Because hindsight 2020, it looks absolutely horrible. In the moment, like you said, you kind of understand what they're trying to do. They're trying to get the ball back. But really with like, you know, less than 30 seconds left, is it honestly worth it? And they got it. I know they watched film. I know they saw the Scotty Miller touchdown within the last 15 seconds of the half against Green Bay. You know that at any moment they're going to try at least one or two shots because that's just who they are. So regardless of whether or not you're calling the timeout or not, you still have to be aware of the fact that they're not just going to roll over and just, you know, take a knee to the half. So, like, I don't know. I I understand why you take those timeouts, but at the same time, you're giving them opportunity to set up that play to really – dive into their playbook because there's a timeout being called and really look at what they want to do as opposed to frantically trying to decide whether or not they're going to take a shot or not. So, yeah, I'm glad you brought that up because I, I really wanted to get your, your opinion on that because that was a big point of emphasis on Monday when I was listening to a bunch of ESPN shows. That was that was one thing that that people kept bringing up was that just seemed really yeah. really weird that they were doing that. You um, you a big uh, big weekend guy? <laughs> you know, honestly, I didn't even get to uh, really watch the halftime show just because I, you know, at a restaurant the the sound wasn't that great and and once the uh, once I kind of knew that we were probably not gonna win, I started I I began to uh, indulge in the drinks, so I was uh, my focus wasn't entirely there, so. <laughs> Jason, what did you think about the halftime show? Okay, you didn't yeah. miss much. Whoa! <laughs> you, you, you Not a weekend fan? Dude, I thought it was a well, good... Okay, so here, I thought it was one of the better ones as of late. Here's, here's the thing. I think he did well with what he was with what he was given in the sense that he had to he had to put on this performance without the big spectacle that normally the halftime he show tried. is. I mean, just think about last year's... Yeah, I mean, like think about last year's with you know, Shakira and, and J-Lo, how big of an event that sort of seemed like. And, you know, I understand how hard it must have been to try to pull off a performance that was on the same scale, but with so many restrictions. And for me, honestly, as somebody who, who doesn't listen to The weekend, it, it just seemed like a weekend concert. And, you know, it, for those of you who, who enjoy listening to him, it was probably an awesome performance because the dancing was cool. The when he was running around with that like on uh, the field, 
the oh, camera no, in, no the camera the the, thing. yeah that was that was a bit much <laughs> <laughs> that that was a bit much i i got dizzy watching him do that but everything else it just it seemed like a like a concert and if you enjoy listening to his music and you know the songs i'm sure it was great i just didn't have any interest in it because i don't i don't really i don't listen to him but for those of you who who like him i'm i'm sure it was great because as somebody who doesn't uh, listen to his music the music wasn't what interests me everything else the production was was pretty cool but the music didn't catch my attention because so, i don't listen so three things first did not realize how many bangers the weekend had <laughs> that's number one right <laughs> number two it, it, they gotta turn up the vocal volume you could barely hear him sing words right they just had the instrumental he's got a good oh, voice my goodness freaking great like all time probably top five best voices uh living right now whoa yeah, yeah i said it third <laughs> the weekend and his uh production team just when they when they were given a question of fireworks they said yes please because that was probably the most yeah. fireworks i've seen at a concert ever that's where that yeah. 7.5 million went into honestly <laughs> Honestly, so I so I've got a I've got a number for you guys since we sort of moved to the halftime show. I, this number really surprised me because with COVID and everybody sort of being at home, I thought that this Super Bowl was going to be one of the more watched Super Bowls in history mm-hmm. because of one Mahomes, two Brady, and three because of COVID. But I'm reading this right here on ESPN, and it says Super Bowl on CBS draws a total of 96.4 million viewers, smallest television audience since 2006. So that I I was surprised when I read that because that just I I thought this Super Bowl was going to be like one of the highest watched Super Bowls in history because of the two quarterbacks that were playing because of how the, how the season went, the fact that they were able to get to the end of the season during the pandemic and the fact that most people are probably, were probably at home. And then to, to see that it was the smallest television audience since 2006, that really surprised me. Hmm. That's it's weird that that was, less than the Rams Patriots Super Bowl a couple of years ago. Cause that game was by far worse than this. From a honest, even from a marketing standpoint, not only the play on the field, but even from a marketing standpoint, I don't know how much bigger you could get than Tom Brady trying to win his seventh Super Bowl versus the up and coming Patrick Mahomes. I mean, what more could you have asked for? I don't know the Niners in the Super Bowl. From, Okay, so that's the thing. See, to settle the whole thing between you two, we really need the Niners and the Chiefs to play in the Super Bowl next year again. Who's the best loser? Who's the best Super Bowl loser? I mean, you guys at least put up a better fight. Oh, damn. I mean, but hey. Did the Chiefs lead at one point? Did they score the first They scored the first field goal, right? No. Did they? Yeah. Did, did, did they? In this, yeah, game. this game? Yeah. He's already put it out. Yeah, no, I, I mean, yeah. It's going I, just, I, I remember um, in the Super Bowl against the Niners, we were down by 10 with, what, five minutes left? And we 
Oh, that, that was nothing. That. Or, yeah, like seven, something like that. It wasn't very much time, but, you know, old old Jimmy G couldn't hold on to the ball long enough to keep it out of Pat's hands, so. <laughs> yeah, I guess I guess uh, you guys had those four alignment or something yeah. <laughs> in that game. That must have helped. Apparently, <laughs> shit. Right. Sam. What do you? What do you? How do you feel about Jimmy G? Do you? Do you want a new someone else or what? Oh, we're going there. Yeah, let's go there. Um, why not? So I, I think I'm maybe the last. Don't Jimmy G fan. I was gonna say, don't change your beat. <laughs> in existence, I love what's coming out of the Niner organization this summer and last summer. Did you know that they said no? to Tom Brady last summer. Hmm. Imagine the GOAT coming to the door of Levi Stadium, knocking on and says, John, Kyle, please take me back. I'm such a big fan. They said, you know what? No, we got a more handsome, <laughs> more talented. I'm not going to say what. Is he though? <laughs> oh, Jimmy's a cutie. I mean, Absolutely. <laughs> but you know what? We got our quarterback of the future and they're doubling down this year. Ugh. You know what? We're, we don't want Matthew Stafford, even though he would look great in a San Francisco 49ers uniform. We got our quarterback of the future, and he will lead us to the Super Bowl this upcoming year. Barring injuries. I heard that only two teams, when Brady was a free agent, only two teams were willing to like look at taking him and it was the Buccaneers and it was the Chargers. it was the Chargers yeah those were the only two teams that that called the, to talk about Brady so everybody else kind of missed out hey, at least at least Jimmy G uh look what happened through for a touchdown yeah 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 I can't really say the same for Patrick uh. <laughs> hey the Raiders scored 20 points against the Bucks defense not nine <laughs> that is true hey <laughs> I'm just saying. Derek Carr an upgrade? I'd rather have Derek Carr than Jimmy G 10 times out of 10. Oh, dude. Whoa. Oh, yes. Bro, that guy. Sam, you are welcome on the show that every week. Like Highlighter <laughs> games? Come he, on. Jimmy, G, Jimmy G is oh, my trash. And I will stand on that hill. He, he, oh, he's just, imagine how good. Because I will admit, like, the Niners, I think, are one of the best like overall teams in terms of like depth and coaching. But I mean, you can only go, you only can only go so far, like with a mediocre quarterback. Just imagine me, he's like almost below mediocre. Like, wow. He, the man almost threw for 4,000 yards. I think I'm, I think I might be a little bit salty because I had George Kittle on my fantasy team this year. And, you know, oh. but you know, that's besides the point, but just imagine I had, um, I had Jimmy G last year, and I started him when he had negative, <laughs> like negative three points, and he started. He played the whole game. I think that was against Miami. So, if anyone should be salty, I remember that. <laughs> it should be me. And I started the Niners defense that game, and Miami just torched them. But we don't have to talk about that game. Imagine how good the Niners would be with like that. Aaron Rodgers. I mean, okay, if Aaron Rodgers is mm-hmm. on the table, you ship Jimmy. Or even Matt. I mean, I think Matthew Stafford would just be a would just be such a such an upgrade. So people forget how good Matthew had, Stafford is. 
this week, I got the fortune to get recommended on YouTube some Calvin Johnson highlights. <laughs> and he made Dan Orlowski look like a Hall of Famer. <laughs> How good is Matthew Stafford, really, when throwing to Calvin Megatron oh, please, Johnson? Please don't. Please dude, don't start. We already had a... The dude is getting triple coverage covered, and Matthew Stafford's closing his eyes and throwing it up, and Megatron's looking at, making him look like a beast. You also have to take into account that you have to put a quarter. You have to throw the ball in a position to allow your to allow just your guy to go get the ball. I understand Calvin Johnson is a freak of nature, but I we had a whole 15, 20 minute conversation about him and why Matthew Stafford going to the Rams automatically makes the Rams one of the best contenders for the Super Bowl next year. Matthew Stafford is. He's a he's a top ten quarterback in the league by far, by far. I agree. Oh, Cam, no, no. There was just we were on, we were having a good time, <laughs> and then you brought up Jimmy G, and now you're going to get. I got to stir the pot a little Matthew bit. What has Matthew Stafford done? What has Matthew Stafford? Done? I mean, his the Lions, his Lions teams oh are just have, have been so bad, and he has managed. I know he's never he's never won a playoff game, but I think I I. I saw that he's been to the playoffs three times. And just the fact that he was able to get those Lions teams to the playoffs, like, that deserves something. Matthew Stafford only had a top 10 defense once in his career, and that year they went 11 and 5. Aaron Rodgers about that. He never has a top 5 defense. Ask Patrick Mahomes about that. (laughs) I didn't say top (laughs) 5. I didn't say top (laughs) 5. Do you want me to go through the comparison between Stafford and Jared Goff? Because I, I can do it is, again. I have it right here. To put Matthew Stafford up as a top 10 quarterback. Do you know how much shit that Bill Belichick gets for not getting Tom Brady enough wide receiver talent? Matthew Stafford had supremely more wide receiver talent and weapons throughout his career than Tom Brady had in New England, barring Randy Moss and Gronk. Name me ten quarterbacks better than Matthew Stafford. Dude, I already right. okay. Let me just okay. You want to give me a sec so I can pull up the exact text, and then Cam can judge if I'm correct or not. All right, <laughs> sure. Fill, go fill ahead. The airways with a little bit. Maybe just ask. Hey, Cam, how's school going, man? Maybe how's okay. work going? You know. So, so Cam, I got some funny stats for you coming out of the out of the Super Bowl. Some a weird one that I. I thought it was hilarious. So LaShawn McCoy oh, yeah. has won back-to-back Super Bowls <laughs> despite not playing a snap is, in either one of them. What a stud. Like, just being able to coast and uh, – would that, that's a dream. Not have to go in there and get hit, but you still get two two rings. Right. I, mean, I mean, I think he's he has done his time. He's, he's – he, yeah, so I mean oh, it's, yeah. it's different than like – I don't know if you guys – Remember Patrick McCaw from the Warriors? Like he he won oh, two yes. in a row with the Warriors, <laughs> yes. and then he went to the Raptors the year after, and so he technically won like three in a row. And so, yeah, that that's that's what that reminds me of. Yeah, exactly. Better than Jordan. Um, I got two more for you, and I thought I thought these. So this one's just weird. So Tom Brady has played in three hundred and forty-four NFL games, regular and postseason. In his first 172 games, he was 132 and 40. 
in his last 172 games, he was 132 wow. and 40. That's crazy that, you know, he just keeps getting – there's just zero decline whatsoever. Absolutely none. Absolutely. And honestly, so in that time period, here's this too. In between Tom Brady's first and 10th Super Bowl appearance, Calvin Johnson entered the league, retired, and got inducted into the <laughs> yeah, Hall of Fame. That's, that's what I was thinking. Is like, because Calvin, I mean, he's, he's what, like 35 at this point? Yep. Could you, can you come back into the league after being inducted into the Hall of Fame? Or is that a no-no? Uh, Tio's well, tried to. I. Because, I mean, he. Yeah. I mean, he's probably washed at this point, obviously. But like, I'm sure some someone would try. Someone would take a just... Dude, I'm so glad. I'm so glad you brought that up because somebody had brought up the idea this week of why. Why do we have to wait five years for somebody to be? elected into the hall of fame like is tom brady going to do anything right now that is going to make somebody go oh no he doesn't deserve to be in the hall of fame why can't you just elect yeah, him in i don't know right now why why can't you just take aaron Rodgers if, uh, right now why can't you just Reed take patrick right now right now <laughs> well, that's, yeah. a, that's another question <laughs> if but, mahomes retired right now would he be in the hall of fame no i think he would be we said he wasn't a top I don't 10 think quarterback so. all time right now. What? Yeah, last week we already said that. Based off of a compliment? Not yet. Okay, well, see, and that's another That's another thing is like – Not yet. I was saying this earlier is like, I mean, obviously Brady's the GOAT, but like could you imagine if Aaron Rodgers had Bill Belichick? It's on the Pats. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? Like there's always that question. Mm-hmm. And like people always say like – Brady's the mm-hmm. goat, but but like Aaron Rodgers is the best quarterback talent, talent of talent. all time. Yeah, so I think I don't really like that distinction because like if Rodgers really was that great, then you know he would win more. But I understand it at the same time. All right, are you guys ready for my list? And at at yeah. any time I name someone, Cam, just just Cam. I don't want to hear Jason talk anymore cam if you hear someone that i name a quarterback that i name that you don't agree is better than matthew stafford just give me like a a false give me like a, a nice trump like false okay. lies you know Wrong. what i'm saying right yeah. under your breath right right right, right. Okay, i guess you. you got it so this one i mean i'd be shocked if you say that this is wrong pat okay yeah tom yeah josh allen yeah deshaun watson yeah Russell Wilson. Yeah. Kyler Murray. I don't know, man. Mm-hmm. Just, just listen to everything. If okay. you got any grievances, just, yeah. Okay. Lamar. Oof. Okay. Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Justin Herbert. Okay. Dak Prescott. Okay. Ryan Tannehill. Ew. That's everyone. That's ten. I think that was might be eleven. I don't know. So any who's the biggest grievance? I mean, I guess Ryan Tanner. Yeah. I mean, you. I think I think like if if you were gonna if the league was redrafting everyone, 
and everyone was, you know, open to being drafted. Like I think, I think Stafford would go ahead of Tannehill for sure. I think he, Agree. I don't know, man. I, I mean, Lamar was just like, he was so amazing last year, but like, he just, he just got, he just got exposed all year for not being able to, you know, really throw. And he has a, he has a playoff win. Yeah, that's true. Matthew Stafford does. Hey, that's true. That's true. <laughs> but I mean, <laughs> he has an MVP. I know. Matthew Stafford does not have. And that's what I mean. That's what it, it's so tough, but. I don't know. Just your personal preference. I, you would, you would, you would rather have. Matthew I think Stafford for. Or Lamar. I think. I mean, if I was drafting for the next ten years, I'd obviously take Lamar. But like, if it was just for one year, I think I would take Stafford over Kyler, Lamar, and Tannehill. Just. I mean, this gets into the same area that you were talking about with Mahomes and Brady and Rogers, right? Matthew Stafford has probably top five arm talent. Yeah. In the NFL. It's just the accolades are not there. The team success isn't there. Yeah. For him to just, he's more, I think he is exactly like Philip Rivers. Mm-hmm. Puts up great stats and has little team success to show for it. Philip Rivers, my least favorite NFL player of all time. <laughs> <laughs> so you're happy, you're happy he hung up he the cleats? Has... Yes. Just when, he was, just when he was on the Chargers. But yeah. here's the thing. <laughs> Matthew Stafford, he hasn't had the teams around him to to help him get to those big games. Like uh, we, we made, I read the stat the other day that in his entire time in Detroit, he only had a one hundred yard rusher in one time each season for his twelve years. So he, it only happened. 12 times in the 12 years that he was here. I have a statue for you, him uh, right here. Do you have yeah, what do you want to know? Record? Like, is he um, even above 500? Give me a sec. I feel like he's got to be like Let's right see. around 500. He is, it looks like he is 69, wow. 82. So he's one. below 500. Okay. We just talked about he's a top how ten quarterback. We're looking. <laughs> listen, listen. We just talked about how the game, the Super Bowl. You can't necessarily say that it was Mahomes versus Brady because there's so many other aspects that go on, and yet now you're damning Matthew Stafford for his record when he's had Whoa. a shit team around him his entire. Come on, now you no, can't no, have I'm it not, both I'm ways. You're, you're totally right. Shit teams. Let's look at what quarterbacks have done with shit teams. I named Brady. That's not a fair comparison because Matthew Stafford has never had a coach and no one will ever have a coach the caliber of Bill Belichick. But let's look at your favorite guy, Jason, Drew Brees. When he was on those awful Saints teams, he still dragged them to 7-9, and 8-8 eight and eight records because of his pure talent in his prime. Is it too much to ask that Matthew Stafford turns a – where did they go this year? Three and thirteen team, and he played every single game to turn them into a I don't know a six and ten team. But here's the thing: it's not like he didn't play well from 2011 to 2017. He always had 
more than 4,000 yards passing. He had a 26 and 10, 29 and 10, 24 and 10, 32 and 13, 41 and 16. He has 45,000 career uh, passer yards, and he's got an overall career rating, a QBR of 89.9. It's not like the dude hasn't played well. He's been above 60% completion percentage since 2014. He hasn't thrown more. He's only thrown. He hasn't thrown more than 15 interceptions since 2013. Since then, it's been I mean, all under be, 13. This is going to be a um, question that I don't know if you have the answer ready right away. Who did he lose to in the playoffs? I'll try. His his three times. Oh, let's give fill the airways. Well, Let Cam, me. Cam, let's let's talk about this dude. <laughs> I did. I honestly, genuinely did not know his record was that bad. I didn't know either. Career. I think what is that? Thirteen games below? No, twenty three games below five hundred. Yeah, I mean, I to me, it's. I thought it's crazy that he's only 32. It to me, it feels like he's been in the league for. You could tell me that he's been in the league for 15 years, and I would believe you. It just seems like he's been around forever. Since 2009. Yeah. Is when he got drafted. We literally just talked about this, but yeah. No, you're totally right. It seems like he's been probably just because he he plays like every game. Like he. He's just so like that's another thing is like I don't know if you have if you're like on Twitter and stuff or any social media, but like he that that clip of the NFL mic'd up of when he dislocates his shoulder and then he goes back in the game and throws a game winning touchdown, like that's mm-hmm. that's the most badass thing I've ever seen in my whole life. Right. I, well I've just one one other thing, just Cam finishing the thought. Um how much pressure is on Matthew Stafford going into this year? Because I think these questions that we're raising are valid yeah. for his career so far. So what really is the – what is on the line this year for Matthew Stafford in this Rams team? I think it's more – there's more pressure on McVay and the GM because it was – I mean, obviously the Rams were perfectly, you know – adequate with golf they got to a super bowl and this year they you know they've made the playoffs almost every year so i think it's i mean stafford is like who he is like he's already pretty much built his reputation like yeah he can really strengthen it and and improve his reputation but i don't know if he can necessarily like hurt it if that makes sense Hmm. but i mean i think it's more it's more on McVeigh and the GM for sure, just because, and they've, uh, they've developed like the, the attitude of like, you know, we don't want first round picks. We, we want to develop our guys or we don't, we don't need to develop our guys. We're just going to take people that are already developed by other people. And then we'll just give you mm-hmm. our first round picks, you know? So I think, yeah, they're in win now mode. Yeah. Right? So if, I mean, if that doesn't work out and, they don't win in the next three years, then they are going to be very bad for a very long time. Yeah. I never thought about it like that. You don't think Matthew Stafford gets any repercussions because of that? I mean, I don't know. Cause I think, I think with Stafford and like how we've been talking, like it's so unknown on like if he's truly really good or not, just because he's been 
tucked away in Detroit his whole career with not very good teams. And, like, yeah, he puts up good numbers, but a lot of those numbers are just so, like, empty. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I think I think he has a lot to – lot to prove I think if he's able to I mean I think one of the question is is like what defines success for him like does he have to win the Super Bowl or does he just need to you know win the division because that's a I mean that's the the best division in football no doubt with except for you know the Niners they're (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but, right you, you were so close but, but really i mean that's a tough i mean that's what do you what would you say would be a successful season for matthew stafford and the rams i mean i think it's just because Goff already got them to the super bowl i mean i hate to say that they have to win the super bowl because that's so tough and you know almost unfair but I don't think you can really look at it any other way just because Goff did. I mean, practically with the same team, he got them. I mean, minus Gurley because Gurley isn't there anymore, obviously. But, I mean, Goff got them there with practically the same team. So, I, I guess I don't like saying it, but I guess the only way it's a true success is if they win the Super Bowl. Jason laid on us. What did you find? So in 2011, 2011 was his first, his first playoff appearance. And that was the year that he threw for 5,038 yards, 41 touchdowns and joined Drew Brees, Tom Brady and Dan Marino as the only quarterbacks in NFL history to have 5,000 yards passing. Peyton Manning has joined that group since. Um, But in 2011, they ran into the defending Super Bowl champions, the New Orleans Saints. He threw for 380 yards and three touchdowns and a wild card loss to Breeze and the Saints. In 2014, he threw for 323 yards and one touchdown and a wild card loss to the Cowboys. And I believe that was the did um, Dez catch the ball or not game. Um, uh, Yeah. It, that was. It says that while mo- most everyone remembers the flag that wasn't in that game. So, and then two years later, he had a quieter performance, but they ran into the Legion of Boom, and he threw for just 205 yards, and they lost to the Oof. Seahawks. So, yeah, he ran into the Saints, the Legion of Boom, and the that Cowboys team. All right. And lost every single one of them. So, I love how you. Yeah, well, Jimmy G, Jimmy G I lost the Super Bowl. So. When I asked no, who he lost to, with oh, he threw for five thousand ball like in that year, and then he ended up losing. So it just like totally minimizes the significance of that season. I don't think it minimizes anything at all. Again, we just spent twenty minute, twenty thirty minutes talking about how. Patrick Mahomes, it's not a matter of Brady beating Mahomes. It was the Bucks beating the Chiefs, and they just happened to be the quarterbacks. And it, that the, him, him losing in the playoffs doesn't diminish anything. He threw for 383 yards and three touchdowns, and they lost to the defending Super Bowl champions in 2011. I don't know what more 
you want him to do. You want him to throw for 450 yards and, Cam, and seven Cam, touchdowns? Cam, I'm sorry. Your parents are fighting now. Jason. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm not – this. I didn't create this perception. When Lamar Jackson is over in his playoff runs, they're not saying, oh, well, the Ravens haven't won a playoff game. They, it's specifically put on Lamar Jackson. Did I create that? No. Dude. Is that fair? No. Okay. Like, it's the perception that is played. If you if you didn't create it and you're saying it's not fair, then why are because you doing it, it? Why are you feeding into a, the same thing? paints a picture of that player, does it not? It paints a picture, but it doesn't Kirk complete Cousins. the picture. Kirk There's so Cousins many other things was that known go for into not that. winning any primetime games. He could have gone ten and six every single year, but lose every single primetime game, and that'd be the only thing people would talk about him. It's a perception about a player. It's completing a whole player profile, and these things have to be talked about. Do we do we just have to be all rosy and green about? Oh my gosh, Matthew Stafford. He's just going to totally revolutionize the Rams when we are uh, we have more information available to us. You're right, but it's you have to look at both sides. I understand what you're saying, but at the same time, you can't necessarily say it. Him losing in the playoffs diminishes anything that any other regular season things that he's done. It's just something on his resume. They don't diminish or add to anything else. There's ju- there's just stuff that he's done and stuff that he hasn't done. Just because he's lost in the playoffs doesn't mean you have to look back at that 5,000-yard season and go, oh, well, well, that doesn't mean anything because they lost in the playoffs. No, it means we wouldn't be something. Only five quarterbacks have done it. If we, didn't, if we looked at each other's sides, it was like, oh, you know what? That actually makes sense. We wouldn't be doing our job. <laughs> oh, dude, you have, you have to take into account both sides. You have to. It doesn't diminish anything that he's done, the fact that he's lost in the playoffs. It just doesn't elevate him as a player, but it doesn't diminish anything I mean, Jimmy that G's, he's done. Jimmy G's is better and what than he's gonna get it at the end of the day. That's all we got to say. I mean, that's all you have to say. I don't think I'm going to say Come on, Cam. Come on with me. You know that's not happening. <laughs> I'm surprised that you didn't say Herbert is worse uh, than Stafford. Oh, Herbert, Herbert lit us up. Herbert. Yeah, Herbert. He, yeah, he's, a he, monster. he's a monster. I mean, he beat uh, he beat us in week 17 when none of our guys were playing. But in week – I think it was week two. He – that when – he we beat them um on the 58 yard field goal that was he put mm-hmm. on a show i mean yeah when tyrod got impaled yeah, by his yeah, doctor exactly mm-hmm. <laughs> poor poor guy <laughs> i always got nervous when we played against the chargers because it was like well here we go again it's another really good quarterback against our really crappy defense i didn't feel good about any of the games the raiders played against the chargers i'm happy that they split but i never went into any of those games thinking that they were going to match up well going the in going into next year who you got making the super bowl cam we did this last year it's only fair well i'm going to go ahead and slide the chiefs in there yeah um i Reasonable. mean NFC's good, man. There Top is. There's bottom. lots. I mean, you know, 
the Bucks. I know that they're they might lose like Chris Godwin, and mm-hmm. you know there's you know there's always the possibility of Brady finally falling off, but that's I mean that's probably not going to happen. I mean it's just I mean I sh- I've I've been thinking about this a lot, and I want to say the Bucks, but I don't know, man. I don't want to be boring, but I, I don't see just because of how much better they were able to get from beginning to end. Like, I feel like mm-hmm. they're only going to keep getting better because they have most of the same team back. So you don't think the Rams are propelled higher I mean, than the Bucks? Just on I think I think the Rams probably move past like the Packers. But I don't I don't know. I don't know if I mean, and I don't think the Seahawks, the Seahawks are you know, they're very top heavy, just like the Chiefs, but Wilson's just mm-hmm. not as good as Pat. So so I think I think it's I think it's good to be the Bucks or the Rams. I hope it's the Rams because I think that would be really fun. But Yeah. I th- I I would if I had to yeah. put money on it, I would honestly say the Colt or not the Colt, the Chiefs and the uh <laughs> and the Bucks. But I was gonna say I think the Colts if they can if they get uh, Wentz, then I think that they have a good chance, but we'll Ooh. see. That's my. You know, we called that. that we called do. that before the reports. Oh yeah, that's my sleeper. I don't know if you're if you were an avid. Oh listener, god, we yeah. That probably two weeks before that story, before Wentz got like benched. Yeah, and everyone was like, "Oh, he should go to Indianapolis." Yeah. <laughs> there were there was a stretch of about a month where Sam and I were just like spitballing ideas and like three or four of them like a week or two later we were heard getting reported and we were like who knows we could have been the source yeah (laughs) (laughs) we were and we were doing a quarterback carousel sort of like hypothesizing like not necessarily like where everybody was going to go but what would be really cool if this quarterback went here or this quarterback went here and the one, the one, the one that I really would love to see, and Cam, I want to get your opinion on this because I know it was it was a bit of a like the odds of it happening are really low just because of the history of these two teams. But I think it would be really interesting since Dak Prescott hasn't signed mm-hmm. a contract, and he was excluded the from the twenty twenty one hype video. I saw that. I saw that today. That's gotten a lot of yeah, buzz. I saw that. <laughs> I was I was saying I w- I think the best place the best coach for him to go to and again it's not going to happen but I would love to see him go replace oh, yeah. Big Ben <laughs> in Pittsburgh and go play with Mike Tomlin because I think playing under Mike Tomlin would yeah. be absolutely perfect for him I would love to – I think Mike Tomlin and Dak Prescott would be a match made in heaven just based on their two personalities. And then one of the other teams that Sam and I were highlighting, if they get a good quarterback, oh, yeah. would be Washington. Washington has everything I've, in place yeah. needed to make a I've deep run. I've been thinking a lot about them for the Deshaun. I think, that, I think that would just be – They need to pull the yeah. trigger. Oh, yeah. You know, another t- – or do they just get um do they just get Cam? Ew, no. <laughs> God no. God no. Yeah. They, They'd be yeah. better off with Taylor uh, Another team that I've been 
thinking about for Dak or Deshaun that would just be filthy would be the Saints. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah we I mean, mentioned that, too. Yeah, would, it, that would be disgusting. Fa- I mean, I think Deshaun's better than Dak, but, I mean, I think Dak's still really good. But I th- if Deshaun went there, then I think they would be almost betting favorites to probably win it. They'd have to be. The, them them and Tampa Bay I, yeah, with I would Tom think so. in the same yeah, division? I mean, that Woo! would be crazy. Yeah, Washington's going to be interesting to see what they do. I, I, Big Ben and the Steelers, I, I don't know what their relationship is going to be like going forward. I, Ben just, I, I don't know. He didn't look, he didn't look. Ben to the Raiders? I think that I, (laughs) (laughs) you know what, you know what, that wouldn't shock me in the least. And the reason why is because Gruden loves his veteran quarterbacks. He loves his veteran quarterbacks. Yeah, so that wouldn't Derek shock Hart. me in the least. Dude, I'm telling you, like, he... But they no, have, not, they have their quarterback go in the future in Marcus Mariota anyway on the roster, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> Shut up. Marcus, oh, that's another one that we had said. Marcus yeah. Mariota to Washington. I like that. That's one that we. That's one that we had said. I remember. I remember us talking about that because Marcus is a lot. Okay, so Cam, how old do you think Marcus oh, Mariota is? Because this mean, surprised me when I looked it up. Geez, he's been in the league for what, like six years, something like that. I would say he's like. You know, he was he was drafted in two thousand fifteen. I bet he's. Well, now that you said that, I bet he's like 27. Ding, ding. Let's let's go. Yeah, ding, ding. He's right on. 27. Show him his prize. He's, he's 27. Yeah. He's well, only you know, five years you know older than Justin You know what really surprising Herbert. is you know how old Wentz is? It's, it's shocking. Uh, yeah. I don't yes. actually off the top of my head. Wasn't he the draft he after? Here, I'll, here I'll look it up. Sam, yeah, was you... he the draft after? So wouldn't he be like only maybe twenty five? Because I don't know how I don't know how many I don't know if he played all four years at um, North Dakota State or he wherever is... he played. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's twenty eight. You are right. It's <laughs> shocking. Yeah. Oh, he's that that's, old? That's scary. Yeah. Oh, he pulled up Buddy Gill for real. <laughs> Buddy Heald is, I think, one year younger than Harrison Ew. Barnes. <laughs> <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> oh my and god, Harrison's only 28. Oh my god, like, oh, the King's great young backcourt. And I'm like, Buddy Heald's a freaking yeah. NBA veteran. <laughs> Age-wise, if Harrison Barnes is an old vet, then Buddy Heald is an old vet. Um, Sam, have you been? Have you heard that uh, there's a rumor going around about Boston trying to trade for Harrison Barnes? What? Oh, with Jason Tatum because that'd be the only <laughs> equal value. It says there. I'm looking it up right now. There's four. There's four top stories right now, and they all say so. Kings forward Harrison Barnes has Boston. Buzzing as Celtics explore trade. Here's another one. Celtics rumors. 
Harrison Barnes could get team over hump. And then another one, interest in Celtics trading for Barnes being entertained by Kings media. Those boys start in 12 minutes. <laughs> they do. But you, you're oh, yeah. a Kings fan, aren't Big you? Big Kings guy. Could you? What, what, I, just please describe, what is your hope and like happiness level with this team after these last I couple mean, weeks? For, I mean, the first like, 10 games I wanted Walton to get fired more than anything just because like it, just because <laughs> okay. like I mean, I, I mean we, we all, all, I know all three of us played basketball and so just like having that point of view and like understanding you know how it's supposed to work like if you just watch them on offense they literally do not do anything they they set a high pick and roll ball screen and then no one, that's literally all they do. And no one moves, no one cuts, no one sets screens. And so it's just, it's so infuriating to watch. And then on like the other hand, them on defense, it's just like, I could probably guard like the, the ball better than some of those dudes, especially buddy, like buddy can't, (laughs) buddy can't guard, buddy couldn't even be able to like stay in front of me. And I can't even like dribble. So <laughs> they've won seven of their last eight, and they've just been playing so well. And I, so I heard another Sam. I don't know if you had heard this, and I think the stat has probably changed since the last week. I heard oh, this I about a week ago. Sorry, was it was, Ty- <laughs> it was mm-hmm. Tyrese Halliburton. By the way, rookie of the year. Uh, it has to be. I mean. Lamelo's having a. Yeah. Lamelo's gonna get his. He, yeah, he's good. He's gonna get it. But I, he's a. He'll be, Homer, a, he'll be invited. Yeah, whatever. But finals. Absolutely, absolutely. And so, and again, this is stat is probably about a week old. But it was Tyrese Halliburton has played in twelve minutes uh, in the games where he's played all twelve <laughs> minutes of the fourth quarter. The Kings he's were clutch. six and one. The rook is clutch in those games. You know, you also want to hear. He's fantastic. I I love watching him play. The Kings, the Sacramento Kings, have the third best lineup based off of uh, plus minus in the entire NBA. With it's the closing lineup with Fox, Heal, Tyrese, Barnes, and Rashawn Holmes. And Cam, does Rashawn Holmes now have the most? Unbeatable <laughs> offensive move it's, in basketball it's, with the it's like, a, it's like a twenty twenty version of Kareem's freaking skyhook, man. Yeah, the skyhook. It's badass. <laughs> I've, I've yeah. seen him miss one, and then he and then we got an offensive rebound and kicked it right back know, out him, like, and he made it. And I was like, okay, the world wet, is right again. <laughs> Can you believe the third best lineup based off of plus minus? In because the NBA? Bagley's not out there, and Bagley's horrible. To give Bagley credit, he is in the second yeah. best lineup for the Kings. He's been the, he's been playing starters. better. I but mean, yeah. at the beginning of the year and all the drama with his. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know if you guys follow all the drama with his dad, like on Twitter and stuff. I mean, I I right. I would have been okay trading him for like like a second round pick. Like that's how, that's how bad he was playing and just how much of a distraction I felt like he was, but now he's, he's playing better. Still not number, still not number chip worthy, but it's, it's been better than before. Well, he's only getting 25 I know, minutes. I think it's, I think it's, 
I think it's hilarious how he never plays in the fourth quarter yeah. because he can't play any defense. <laughs> so I got I got a closing closing thought for you guys since one the game's about to start and two we're getting close to our our time limit here. I just saw three power rankings for the NBA. One was from yeah. a website I had never even heard of, but the other one was from right. ESPN and The Ringer. So from the website that I had never <sighs> heard of, they had the Kings Ooh. ranked NBA.com put them in right. the league. So there you go. So and then ESPN had them 16th and the Ringer has them 19th. So where do you think the Kings belong? Closing thoughts. Where do you think the Kings actually belong right now? They are seventh in the West currently right now. Oh man. Cam, what you think? I think I think people are probably really hesitant on them just because of how bad they have been in the past. That's why they're still like a 19th. But I mean, I think they deserve at least in the top 15 right now, just because of, I mean, if you look at like who they beat yeah. recently, like there's no way you can't put them in the top 15. Right. And the way yeah. Fox is I like playing, that. I agree. Is, he's playing like he's the best point guard in the NBA if it's not for Steph Curry, but yeah, <laughs> it's nuts. He seems like a totally different player right now. Gosh. He's taking over like a superstar. It's so good to watch. And so looking back at it, I'll just – it's one of those things where you look back at the trade with Bogdanovich and you go, do the the Kings wish that they still had him on the team right now? I'm glad that he's not on the team because Tyrese wouldn't be getting – as many minutes, but at the same time, I, I wish we at least got something mm-hmm. for him. So, mm-hmm. I think right. I if it, if you he would have had to come off the bench, right? Because I think having Buddy in the starting lineup just for some reason works. It doesn't make any sense, but it for some reason works. So having him come off the bench and sitting Corey Joseph, which. Ugh. I don't know how you guys feel about Corey Joseph. I don't think he deserves as much minutes as he's getting. I'm not like no wrong doing towards him. I'm sure he's a nice guy. Everything that we've heard about him, he tries hard on defense, right? Yeah. But I think he's a little like, over exaggerated as a defender. Like Doug Christie makes it out to be like he's a defensive stopper, which I don't, I just don't know if the Kings should rely on that being the case. But I think just on the offensive side, like he right. provides maybe spot up shooting now that Tyrese has taken up his spot. Right. So having buddy in that, I mean, having bogey in that place coming off the bench would just, I mean, with Hassan Whiteside, who might be one of the most efficient players that (laughs) doesn't know basketball ever (laughs) coming off the bench with that unit. I mean, it just strengths. It just adds more depth. But if you're getting them for that price that they would have had to pay, no way. I'd rather have Kyle guy play than Corey Joseph, by the way. Right. I Corey Why Joseph. Doesn't he play? Yeah, Corey Joseph is. Yeah, That's I mean, a good like question. He's like, I, yeah, like he's like a great teammate and stuff, but I mean, he's just a, a disease mm-hmm. on offense. I mean, oh, at geez. least at least Kyle Guy has like a chance oh, of making a shot. I just I have no faith in Corey Joseph uh, ever scoring, and when he. Were you like? Uh, no, you like I GR3? do not. <laughs> I'm. Oh, just, I actually really like Glenn Robinson. Yeah, I mean, I just, he makes those corner know. threes. I'd rather 
I'd rather give minutes to Kyle Guy, honestly. And like another thing is yeah. Jabari Parker literally hasn't played a single second all year. <laughs> I mean, he must be he yep. just must be so bad. <laughs> Shabazz. Yeah, I actually uh, kinda Metu like I I like Metu. He earlier in the year. He's super athletic. And so I like him. Mm-hmm. They they get the win That's tonight. Gonna be tough. I mean, the Sixers are like the best team in the East. So, if Jokic is so, I'm telling you now, Jokic yeah. dropped 50 on the Kings, right? How he's much going, is Joel Embiid going for? He's going for he'll go for like 37 and 16 tonight. With four blocks, yeah. It's like four blocks. That's, that's my guess. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Jason, last thoughts. They get the win tonight. It'd be a big. It would be a statement win to get five straight and beating pretty much every good East team. Well, here's the thing. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna wish. No, that just be they realistic. Lose. So of course I'm gonna say that they're gonna win this game tonight. So Philadelphia. I'm looking at uh, their recent schedule. They're coming off mm-hmm. a win against Brooklyn. They're coming off a loss against the Trailblazers, and then they had. And then before that, they had a win against the Lakers, the Timberwolves, the Pacers, and the Hornets. So they had, I mean, they beat the Nets and they beat the Lakers. Matchup-wise for the Kings, I mean, it is a tough matchup um, in terms of in terms of who's going to guard Joel. He's just so much bigger than any of our guys, really. And Ben Simmons, so you be what yeah. you throw Harrison Barnes on Ben Simmons. Tobias. Then who are they who are they running in their start? So they have Seth. Um, they're yeah, they're Danny starting Tobias, and then I think Danny is Green start, starts for them. Danny, no, it's not <laughs> yeah. Danny Green. Who else is it? Even though he's horrible. <laughs> but he'll somehow so make he'll make five plays. I guarantee you, never said that. <laughs> <laughs> Label on anyone. <laughs> if. I think, I think if, I think if they can get Joel, if they can keep him under. How many points did he have against Brooklyn? He had. Oh, so they're gonna lose. Yeah, he had thirty-three. I think if they keep Joel right around okay. twenty twenty-five points in I two minutes, this lose. game starts. I think Joel goes for thirty-five. Not if they keep him around twenty twenty-five. <laughs> Alright. I like that. They really don't match up well. Alright, well. You gotta hope you gotta hope that if he goes for that, you're shutting down everybody else. So it's what game it's what game do the No they don't. And it's what game do you wanna play? Do you wanna play the game uh, where you're just gonna say Joel Embiid's gonna be the reason that they win and we're gonna shut everybody else out, or you're gonna take away Joel Embiid and force everybody else to beat you, so Alright, I like it. Let's see what happens. Just one more, one more. Cam, <laughs> thanks for coming on the show. And again, hey, sorry it was under the circumstances. Of hopefully, the hopefully right the uh, we can right. have this conversation. Imagine if you guys had a healthy offensive on line. <laughs> wow, that game could have been completely different. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully it doesn't. Hey, maybe if you guys, if would have been so much more fun. I would have enjoyed it. Still scored an offensive touchdown, man. Before, but we can touchdown. 
we can all wish. Just don't, just don't let it eat away at yeah. you, man. Because right. you know these windows. Close. We put up twenty you against the, the Bucks defense. In the NFL next year. You never know. <laughs> <laughs> and we we pretty much did, and we still got to the chip. So I feel confident. Right. Oh man! All right, Cam. Well, thanks for coming on. And thank you so uh, much, Cam. Have and a good rest of your week. Yeah, go Raiders. Sorry. Go Kings. Absolutely. <laughs> <See ya. laughs> yeah.